God damn, I need IPA. This is Beering Ain't Easy, your podcast for beer humor, dad humor, and beer tastings from Texas and beyond. So crack one if you got one and turn it up. All right, everyone, welcome to Beer and Ain't Easy, Season 2, Episode 15, with Adam, Drew, and two special guests. What? So Ryan couldn't make it tonight, uh, so uh, believe it or not, it's really hard for dads and jobs and kids to all find a time where we can get in the same room at the same time, but we have brought on two from the neighborhood gang here. We've got Michael who is a three-time repeat Beering Ain't Easy guest. Welcome, Michael. Glad to be back. Thanks for the invite. We've got a first-time Beering Ain't Easy uh, guest here. Uh, Adam, you want to introduce him? Inaugural episode <laughs> with friend of the show, Larry. How's it going? All right. That was, that was a pretty strong intro. I like it. So I didn't want to get my credentials right off the jump. We're all in person here, and we had to we had to do it up big because we have got a whole lot of freaking beers in front of us today. This is this is a wild episode we wanted to do for a while, and it is a fruit. Goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> so we brought on Michael today for one reason because Michael is a fruited sour expert, and we are going to do a fruited sour side by side of six different beers across the United States of America. This is what I call. A fruited sour fest. Adam's really excited about this too. Can you tell us, Adam, how excited you are about this I fruited sour fest? Don't love <laughs> or really even like fruited sours. I, I think we need to check the tapes on that though, because uh, in the Beering Ain't Easy season one, episode two, we did an episode with sours. I, I think I could probably find the clip and insert it in here on on what you felt in that moment. So it's a it's a good. Solid beer. I'm going with a 3.75. You can't just go by that episode because I reflected on that in the following subsequent episodes. And I realized I overrated it because I had such low expectations for sours. But if you go to episode three or episode four, you'll get my true assessment. There was some follow-up talk on that. Thank you. (laughs) He was just trying to make up. He's he's he doesn't want to be one of those folks that likes fruited sour. I don't so. want to be one of you two. <laughs> yeah, I know I know Larry's going to be on my side. So Michael, like you got to tell me like what is your stance on fruited sours? Uh, clearly, I contributed to to some of the ones we're going to have. So I'm a big fan. Um, I mean, I I like triple you know hazy IPAs as well. But I think that fruited sours kind of give you a, a different end of the spectrum. And they can, especially in Houston, they can really hit the spot. So, And so, Larry, have you ever had a fruited sour before? I will respectfully plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I've had a few in my time, but, uh, you know, I'm not as uh, distinguished as you guys are on this in this spectrum. So I'm just going to enjoy and uh, we'll go from there. Do you typically like your beer to taste like beer or... Beer. I'm a more of a beer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this. At the same time, I'm not looking forward to this. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, my stance on it is like I love smoothies. I love fruit, but I don't think of that when I want a beer. 
but I really can enjoy this, but it's not when I want to drink beer. So I, I feel like you can enjoy both, but it's it's scratching a different itch there. So hundred percent. If I want a smoothie king, I'll go to I'll go to Smoothie <laughs> so, King. Yeah. Yeah. No plug intended. So what we're gonna do, we got six different beers. Uh we're just gonna introduce one by one, talk about it, try to see if we can get Larry and Adam to like one at the end of this thing. But this is the fruited sour episode. What do you got, Adam? Without further ado, our first beer that we'll be drinking is Unicorn Juice from 450 North Brewing Company out of Columbus, Indiana. So, a little more details on this beer. Smoothie-style sour ale with starfruit, papaya, mango, and guava. Everything I look for in a beer. In <laughs> <laughs> a fruit salad. I mean, one or the other. Why, why wouldn't you look for star fruit in yeah, your beer? Yeah. I don't know. So has anyone else had a 450 North beer before? I have not. I have not. Negative. So I mainly learned about 450 North through the internet. Just seeing this is one of those places where people will line up for their releases. And they also had the reputation early on for what's called the fruit bomb. Where if you didn't if you didn't store it proper temperatures or you didn't drink it fast enough and you open the the can it could completely explode on you, and so they just actually recently made an announcement on social media that they figured out how to shelf stabilize their beers. <laughs> That's why they are now being distributed in Houston because they say that it won't explode in your face. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. Welcome I'm back, sorry. Adam. Welcome yeah. back to the show. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> You did that way too fast. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> Good one right there, too. Round two. Uh, the other thing that 450 North is, is known for is that their first couple beers, these fruited sours, it's hard to, to figure out what the ABV content is. And so they were known for listing their beer at 6 or 7% ABV. And then someone ran it through a lab and found out it was like three and a half percent alcohol. Wow. So they uh, they got you know, hot, hot water for uh, false marketing. So it almost smells like a lifesaver cup when I whip it up. You know, like dude, a, that's it's it's spot on. Yeah, there's just, a lifesaver taste to this thing. Yeah. So is this listed as a smoothie? Is that? It is listed as a smoothie, but this is the least smoothie smoothie yeah. I've had. I'd say we're gonna we're gonna see some smoothies here in a second, but this one is definitely like opacity color wise is not as thick smoothie as I would have expected. But it's the unicorn juice. It's not the unicorn. I, I feel like my daughter would love this. I, that's the sad part. I feel like my daughter would love something like this, and I'm sitting here thinking, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I got nothing on this one. I feel like fruited sours are kind of like the gateway drink that I feel like they're targeting kids that are too young to drink. Which is sad. It's kind of like vaping, right? (laughs) It's like bubblegum flavored vape. Yeah. Can I get some cotton candy in this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's more like a mixer. Yeah. 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 You could put, you could put vodka in this. You could put vodka (laughs) in I can drink it. That's good. Tolerable. Larry says tolerable. Beer number two, I will turn it over to friend of the show, Michael. All right. So beer number two, this is from Ingenious Brewing Company. This is out of Houston, Texas. Out of Houston. Technically. Close enough. Yeah. Out of Houston. We'll just say out of Houston. And this is Smarty 
and they're I, smarty for them is a whole series. So this particular smarty is Bruja Berry. So this is blueberry. I got to read the small print at the bottom. This is blueberry, lime, jalapeno, and habanero. That was a pretty good dad moment you had right there. I know. Michael had his glasses. You're not supposed to talk about that part. <laughs> I mean, we last week Beery Ain't Easy was at a, a beer bar recording live. This is the dad episode. I mean, like we got to let it all hang out here. So I picked this one because uh, I, I know Adam's feelings on on uh, uh, sours in general. So I thought maybe something a little atypical. And you got blueberry and lime, so that's pretty standard sour stuff. But the jalapeno habanero I thought would be interesting to get everyone's reactions to. Because I thought it would be terrible, and I liked it much more than I thought I would. So was this a pick of yours? Yeah. You, you brought this? Yeah, this I got from the brewery um, on tap, and then... Liked it enough to buy some to take home because I thought it was pretty distinctly different from most of the other sours I've had before. It's it's very limey, but it's got like that habanero kick. I actually really like it. Yeah. It's it's this is pretty good. Adam, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I just I mean, it's hard for me to get into this lifestyle you do. <laughs> <laughs> It's about balance, man. Like you, you can drink triple, you know, hazy spindle taps and all that, and they're wonderful. But you need sometimes you need something, you know, fruity and and smoothie ish to kind of balance that out. I think I just can't see myself ever coming home from work like on a Thursday evening and be like, "This is what I need." <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree with Adam on that. Like, I mean, while it tastes good, I feel like I'm at a beach in Mexico at the bar and saying, Hey, can I get me a, a frou-frou drink? Right? Like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You need that in whatever moment it is. But if I wanted to have a beer, beer ain't easy, right? I just don't see this sitting in that, in that realm. But sometimes you want that feeling like you're in Jamaica and they're like making that fresh fruit, like mixed drink there. That's, this is the closest you can get in a beer. Uh, I mean, I, I would say fair enough. <laughs> To a degree, like I mean, I'm not, not not when you say beer, right? Like you just like if I want a mai tai or whatever, I'm gonna make me a mai tai. If I want, are you? I, no, no, I'm not saying I would make me a mai tai. <laughs> I'm just saying if I wanted a mai tai, then yes. But if I want a beer, they say I don't think this falls in that lane. So See, you kind of have to set the stage a bit too, because I mean, I had this at the brewery. On the patio in Houston heat where it's, you know. It's refreshing. Yeah. I mean, and this was after a lineup. I had, you know, four hazies and then switched to sours. So, I mean, this is my standard kind of, you know, MO when I do this is is a bunch of heavy hopped IPA and then switch off to, you know, something more fruited soury. So, I like this one too because it has like the, normally when you get these pepper, you know, jalapeno habanero, it's really up front and and really kind of kicks you right in the mouth and this it just kind of has a slight burn as you drink it it's not yeah. it's not super powerful but it's enough to kind of give it a little burn as it goes down yeah i get it on the on the aftertaste yeah so michael how many when you're drinking i usually am a one and done fruited sour i can have one of those and that's all i can drink especially when they're the tall cans can you drink multiples in a night of these i, th- I mean i think for me it depends if they're the the thick like smoothie you know, milkshake consistency, then no, I think one is good. Um, for these I had in a flight, so I had never been to ingenious before and I was pretty impressed with most of what they, I mean, almost everything they had. So 
And I think as a, as a, you know, two to three ounce taster, you know, that was perfect. But yeah, not, I couldn't do multiple cans. I don't think so. It's like a dessert. It's like a dessert wine. You know, you take a little bit and and you can handle it. So, so I have a question for everyone. Yeah. Do you guys know anyone that gets drunk drinking (laughs) fruited sours? (laughs) <laughs> and the silence tells everything <laughs> that we need to know. I mean, it's uh, possible. I, I don't know that you would. You'd probably get full before. Yeah, you exactly. Get yeah, I think you would get full. That's a good way. To... Yeah, I, I can't. I don't think I've ever seen someone get hammered on this. But like where my head was going and my imagination, I was like, if someone did get hammered on this, the throw up would be just <laughs> god awful. I mean, could you imagine <laughs> man staying everything yeah, in your house? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> We're tasting the rainbow today. We've got every color in the spectrum on these beers. So, and speaking of that, I'm going to crack open the third one. And the reason why this one is not pre-cracked, I got a story to tell. So my beer is from Drecker Brewing Company, and it's their famous beers in the U.S. are called Brains, and this is the blueberry black currant and plum double fruit smoothie sour. My prediction is this is the most fruit that we're going to drink tonight. They have a warning on the back. I mentioned about shelf stability. This one, the warning says, there is a significant amount of fruit in this beer. Please keep cold at all times to avoid finding out why some call it a fruit bomb. (laughs) So if you Google fruit bomb, there's some great videos that looks like (laughs) something from the Sopranos inside of a bag, like a body inside of a bag. So this one, I looked at the date. I looked at the date. We're like creeping up on five to six months on this thing. And you're usually supposed to do it a lot sooner. So I wanted to open it on air for the off chance that I completely coated the, uh, the lab here in fruited sour. So it's all about fermentation. We need to to duck and cover. Yeah. Duck and cover. I'm going to point it towards Larry. (laughs) It's going to be like, Oh, oh, that was kind of uneventful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot worse explosions on the Beer and Easy that's podcast. What she it didn't said. blow it in your face. <laughs> no. Yeah. Again, that's what she said. There is a rule of the Beer and Easy podcast when you're given a softball, you can't say that's what she said. Oh, really? So. <laughs> How about the who first judges, two that you were yeah. there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a softball? I, I think yeah. we've exceeded the uh, quota for that's what she said for this episode. Yeah, so. no kidding. <laughs> so while we're pouring this beer, um, since Ryan's not here, Ryan is usually my research guy, and I actually had to research beer today, so uh, just bear with me. But I was trying to figure out, they talk about smoothie beers, they talk about slushy beers, they talk about Berliner Weiss, they talk about kettle sours. I was like, what the hell is the same thing versus different? And so what I learned is when they talk slushy, smoothie, it's all the same crap for the most part. It's just when you take a kettle sour and put a shitload of fruit in it, and then it becomes you know, real thick pour and real, lots of fruit. But a kettle sour, what I learned was, was super interesting is like a traditional sour. You put it in like, you know, oak barrels or something like that. And you'd age for a really long period of time and you get that like white wine or type of sourness to it. But kettle sour, they take the same bacteria that you put in yogurt. It's like a, I think it's like a lactobacillus and they throw it in the kettle and then it gets super sour really fast, just like yogurt. So, mm. um, that's what's interesting. So you can make a really sour beer in a short period of time. That's why most people go to kettle sour. But I think the test for today is who put the most fruit because I mean, they put like the reason these beers cost so much is they put so much fruit in there and fruit is not cheap compared to, you know, grains. 
Yeah. Well, that's why when we were trying to pick the the Urban South one, I picked as one of their triples. So they do single spilled, double spilled, and triple spilled. So this is a we'll get to the triple in a minute, but that's how much fruit they dump in there. So this Drecker beer to me is the the thickest we've had so far out of the three, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. These are the type of beers that leave like a little fruit ring around the side of your glass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's got legs on it. That's what they say in the wine industry, right? <laughs> I think it has a better flavor than the prior two. Yeah, it's good. De- definitely a better flavor. I just, again, it, if I'm sitting here and trying to think of, if I put it in the context of beer, right? Like, a, and, and I get it, it's a sour. But you got to set the stage for this, though. Doesn't it make you feel like you're on a beach somewhere, like, you know, relaxing as opposed to just sitting out on the back patio or something? I think I would agree and disagree, right? Like, I, I agree, right? Like, as we sit here and sample this, we're sitting here with these flight-type glasses or, you know, like, eight-ouncers. And, and, you know, I'll take my diabetes injection quickly. <laughs> uh, i you brought up so. diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, on a grand scale, you know, uh, I, I, I'd, I think I'd rather have a, a true cold one yeah. on a... I'm glad you brought up diabetes because, like, I literally had this thought this morning. I was like... And I actually got on Amazon to see how fast I could get one ordered. But I was like, what if we bought one of those like finger prick things <laughs> and we took our blood yes, sugar before and, see how, and, and after, after? Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me just call my mom. I was like, we could get Yeah. That's sad. Sorry. I was like bringing Sorry, things. Mom. When Michael's on the show, I like bringing things to more of a, like a medical and medicine medical. topic. So I, I think, oh, absolutely. No, I appreciate the, the lactobacillus and you're now talking about glucometers. I got to look up that glucometer. Uh-huh. I don't know. So I guess like that begs the question, are fruited sours healthier than regular beer? Mm-hmm. I would assume the calorie content on these things are like in the six to 700 range, but Actually, I looked it up, and the calorie content content can actually be lesser on fruited sours than what? other beers huh. because caloric count, content in beers is tied a lot to the ABV, yeah. and these are typically not super high ABV. Uh-huh. I think the highest caloric content are going to be your pastry sour or your pastry stouts because those bad boys like chocolate, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like marshmallow. Oh, sure. So, how many calories are in an average fruited sour? I don't think you can measure that. That means I don't know the answer. <laughs> that means you didn't Google it before yeah, the episode. Ryan, where Michael, are you? Michael I'm is fast. Michael <laughs> is Googling. Yeah. I'm rapidly Googling. While, while Michael is Googling, do y'all get the vanilla on this? Because I get... Yeah, I, there's this. There's a hint. Yeah. I looked at the can and they say vanilla bean because I was like, ah, oh, this is... I get a lot of yeah. vanilla with that. And yeah. On the podcast, two things I love. We know. Coconut and vanilla. Those two flavors. You put it in a beer, I'm going to love it. So this one's going to be hard to beat for me. Hard to beat compared to... The others. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. yeah. Gotcha. This is a fruited sour. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. I just wanted well, to make sure. I relative. Quantify it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm checking multiple sources, and I'm getting like 150 to 200 calories. It's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's it's supposed to be lower low. than I would have expected. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a, whereas a pastry stout of this size can would be a 600, 500 to 500. 600, you know. So. Interesting. So my thing, too, I want to see how we do with this as we go. But, I mean, part of it, too, is you'd think fruited sours. I expect these to be pretty sour, right? And that's 
I mean, one of the things I get different from different breweries is like, I think Baba and, and theirs tend to have pretty, you know, high on the sour, you know, flavor kind of profile. Some of the ones from urban South are more like fruity smoothies and don't really have a big, you know, sour profile to them. So this one is a bit more sour. I think the first two we had weren't super they were heavy sweet. on the sour. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so back, back to the health benefits because <laughs> of the lactobacillus yeah. that's in yogurt. I got to imagine that we're getting some gut health here too, right? I mean, at 150. We're getting something to the gut. I got to go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pause while Larry goes to the restroom. We're going to crack these next three beers. This is the, this is the daddest episode ever. The Urban South is the thickest. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I looked at that and it was like a. It's fucking gravy. It would only be. Yeah. yeah. You got to love Urban South, man. This is an Urban South collaboration. So this is Urban South with CBK, which is craft beer. Kings. Kings. Thank you. And this is triple spilled. So we were talking earlier, Urban South kind of categorizes their fruited sours according to how much fruit they pump in. So there's single regular spilled and then double spilled and triple spilled. So this is triple spilled. And this is Rainbow Sour Belts, Pineapple, Banana, Orange, and Vanilla. So they have a whole series they do every year. And these fly off of their online thing whenever they release them. And they're heavy based on candy. So they have like a they have a Nerds, a Sour Starburst one, and this is the Sour Belt one. So I picked this one because you think fruited sour. This one's truly sour because one of the main ingredients is the Rainbow Sour Belt candy. So Adam, you want to describe how this one poured? <laughs> It poured just like Thanksgiving gravy. <laughs> after Happy it's, Halloween. After it sat for a couple hours. Yeah. You get an x-ray after this and you're like, sorry, sir, but your blood's not moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the viscosity yeah. of your blood has tripled in the last half hour. I definitely get the pineapple on the nose. Oh, 100%. So, Michael, you are a card-carrying member of the Urban South Society. I don't know what they call themselves, but <laughs> tell, tell us about your uh, your regular visits to Urban South. Yeah. So, I mean, dad and married people who enjoy beer, it's, it's rough sometimes because, you know, finding, I think, breweries out there that are kid-friendly or who has stuff that your wife wants to drink, unless your wife just loves IPAs and, you know, regular beer, it's kind of hard to find. So, I mean, we, we kind of latched onto Urban South because obviously my wife enjoys a lot of their fruited sours and, you know, there are different, different types of beers that they offer. And so that's why we, you know, when, when you want to drink beer, you want to go somewhere that your wife and your kids want to go to, or else you don't get to go there at all. So that's how we got to Urban South. But I like them because they do a good job with both, you know, everything on the spectrum. So they do really well with their, their fruited sours and their IPAs and, you know, stouts and pilsners and all kinds of stuff. So I'm a fan. Heck Yeah. I think this beer is going to take a while to sip because it is, <laughs> it's super thick. So I'm going to go off script a little bit here on more of a dad topic here. So on the podcast, we talk a lot about breweries and we talk about how good they are to be kid friendly. And so my question to y'all is when you go out without your kids, do you go to the same breweries you look for with your kids or do you go and actively seek somewhere that is not kid friendly? At a brewery. I refuse to go anywhere 
without my kids that I could, <laughs> that I could go with my Bullshit. kids. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. I refuse to go anywhere without my kids that I could go with my kids. So like everywhere that I go when I'm not with my kids is places I could not take my The untouchable kids. places. The untouchable places. Yeah. Do you feel the same way, Michael? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the places that are kid-friendly tend to be places that, you know, have beer that my wife likes to drink, too, which is why we, you know, Urban South and even Ingenious, she really liked them as well. Um, when we don't have the kids, we tend to go to places that, you know, ate Bro Flint and Rosewater and, like, bourbon bars and stuff like that, because those are definitely not so much for the kids, so. So that, that answer kind of surprises me somewhat, and this is because really I wanted to ask the follow-up question, <laughs> which is... If you were going to go on vacation, would you choose a place that kids normally go for vacation when you go just with your wife, or would you choose a place that is not kid friendly? Michael. (laughs) (laughs) So for the listeners out there, Michael and his wife went recently on a vacation to Disney World without their kids. (laughs) And I've not been able to get over it ever since. So, Michael, I need to understand, like... We've got to get to the bottom of this, Michael. So, in context, there was a conference in Orlando. (laughs) And we're pretty big Disney fans anyway. But uh, if you've never done Disney without the kids, it's, it's a whole different experience. So... I mean, the first thing we did was go to Epcot and then do the the drink around the world where it, 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 I mean, it's pretty much exactly like it sounds. In Epcot, there's, I forget, 11, 12 countries. And so you start at one and you go all the way around and you have a drink in each country. And so that's something you could never do with your children, really. I mean, you, you could, but you might lose them by the end of it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, normally, yes, we, we do vacations kid-free to places that don't aren't as kid-friendly, but... Which I can I can give you all the pointers on how to do it when you stop looking at me with the skeptical side eye. So. Too late. There's nothing <laughs> or the side eye. Nothing or you this... can say to justify your behavior. Yeah. No, no. I look. I'm I'm looking at you with a, a little bit of jealousy because <laughs> we're playing at Disney next year. So uh, how, can, how can I make that happen? <laughs> I can tell you where to where to get the best drinks in Epcot. So. Oh, done. I was just looking at Michael with my question that I wanted to ask, which was, did you and Rebecca get a picture with uh, Anna and Elsa too? <laughs> no, that's what you, when you go without kids, you don't have to do any meet and greet with any characters. It's you don't have that. to, but did you choose to? That's the question. I think that's where you're going with that. Well, in COVID. We in hand, the co- in the COVID hand your era, phone over. In the COVID hand your era, phone over. I need to see your pictures. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah. fair, there are no meet and greets in the COVID era. That, so, you know, even if we wanted to, we couldn't, but we did not. Cheers to that. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Wilson. So, Adam, you want to take us next beer? Second to last. I wish I knew Disney better because I would have turned that into another Disney joke. <laughs> take us on a magical ride. <laughs> I would like to take us on a magical ride. Yeah. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Our next beer. Drum roll, please. Yesterday, Sour Ale by none other than Baba Brewhouse out of Brookshire, Texas. Whoa. Okay. This one is raspberry, blackberry, Marion Berry. Marion Berry? Marion Berry? Marion Berry. They have schnozberries on there too? (laughs) Schnozberries. It tastes like schnozberries. Sean Marion? Lemon. And ice cream. 
Whoa, you threw me off with the ice cream. I man. know. How do you put ice cream in the sour? I don't, Urban South does it too. I have no idea how they do that. I, don't I mean, know I imagine that. it's like a concentrated, like milk, sugary milk that you throw in there, maybe. Immediately off the scent, I'm just like turned off. I'll just be honest with you. It's just like a. Hey, no I almost don't want to even. No one asked if you're turned on right now. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while we're on the dad stories, I have an impromptu dad story. Oh, Bring it. That oh, Larry oh, is a little defensive on it. I, I just said where Little this is does going. he know I just he is the centerpiece going. of this dad Uh-oh. story. Oh my god! So. My third grade daughter, Kinley, is all <laughs> into April Fool's pranks. Gosh. <laughs> so she, on April Fool's, she had all these little pranks set up. Today, I am minding my own business. I get a phone call from one of my neighbors, Victor and Larry, and they, they come over to the house uninvited. <laughs> Larry invites himself in. To go to the restroom. No, that's that's not true, but okay. And he comes out with water all over his shirt. And my first thought is he pissed all over himself. Peed. But that's... I'm just trying to keep it F.A. Then I forgot he sits down when he pees. <laughs> Damn. I have heard that. So... <laughs> rude. All of y'all are rude right now. This is so, a new generation. So I, but okay. I, he comes out and, I, and I'm like, dude, what the hell did you do in there? I mean, there's water all over his shirt. And he's like, dude, your sink is broken. <laughs> I go inside. I check did it he, out. Did he break I, it? Yeah. So then Kenley's like... It gets better. Okay. Daddy... I did an April Fool's joke and put tape on the sink. Oh, gosh. Where'd she come up with that idea? I don't know. It was, it, was pre- it was pretty classic. Before I even made it to the second bathroom in uh, Adam's house, the first bathroom was completely clogged. That wasn't an April Fool's joke. There was no getting around it. I flushed and it was not uh, going anywhere. So when I went to the second bathroom, I did go. And then, yes, when I... Turned on the faucet. I had water shooting out at me like it was a fire hydrant. And I just, I, I thought for, for 100%, like I thought it was broken. And so I, I cleaned up the mess. I told your wife, I said, hey, give me a towel. I'll handle my business. And then that's when Kenley let me know. Yeah. <laughs> April Fools, and I was just like, I was just like, you, you're class. That's classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, sounds like your better. kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, that's totally Adam. This is your kid. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it was totally Adam, hundred percent. So Adam didn't do the nice thing in like Billy Madison style, where he like splashes some water in his shirt oh, to no. make you feel better. No, like, no, no. He, he. You know, there was no apologies. There was no like. Oh my god! I can't believe she did this. Uh, I was it, a proud. Oh proud yeah, it, high it, five. It, it, yeah, there, oh, it there, was a hundred percent apology. There was a high five. Yeah, there was a hundred percent. Like that's my girl. That's what he <laughs> said as I walked out. So let's get to our final beer. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Final beer. So we're going outside of Texas again on this one. This is Mortalis Brewing out of New York, and is a collab with. Horus Aged Ales in Oceanside, California. And it's called Hydra Hawk. And I had to look it up on Untap for the, the flavor profile here. 
mango passion fruit raspberry and marshmallow oh my god and, and y'all take a, a sniff oh of it gosh. and marshmallow. all i get is marshmallow yeah, man 100 marshmallow marshmallow on the nose, nose. oh yeah and it's really marshmallow cream that they they put in there right yeah not the true marshmallow and it is marshmallow in the taste oh it's this one's kind of wangy <laughs> oh adam you're gonna like this one <laughs> take it as a shot take it as a shot yeah, yeah, all at once yeah shot, shot, shot. it has a very intriguing smell i don't think just so. slam it sure it's a lot of marshmallow yeah mm. i think they they went a little a little too hard on the marshmallow i gotta break it to you guys this is my favorite so far <laughs> I knew yeah. no idea it really is no, shut awesome. your mouth it really is shut, shut your mouth yeah <laughs> you contrarian. That's all you are. You're just right now. You're a contrarian. It is my favorite of the day. <laughs> well, I think it's it's heavy on the marshmallow, but it's lighter on the fruits. Yeah, and so it's like uh, it's fair. less like fruity. Fruity, I guess is is the word I'm looking for. That's all. All I get is fermented marshmallow. Yeah, not a big fan over here. Yeah. <laughs> It does not sit well on the palate. <laughs> this is what they call fluff. When they talk about a fluff beer, they yeah. throw the marshmallow cream in, and that gets a little fluffy. So obviously, Adam's kind of a fluff. <laughs> <laughs> fluff kind of gentleman. I'm a little fluffy, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we're at the point of the episode where we need to lay it on the line what our favorite and least favorite sours were of the night. Did we get any of them that either Adam or Larry would drink on a Thursday night after work, any of them. And then which one was the thickest of the thick? That's the thickety thick award that we've got to lay out there tonight. So for me, the answer is no, I'm not drinking any of these on a Thursday night. And the thicky thick award goes to the triple spilled from urban South. There's no doubt in my mind that was the <laughs> thickest beer that I've drank in a long time, yeah. ever. <laughs> Anyone else disagree on the thickness of the Urban South? No, that that was 100%. And I'm with Adam. Not drinking these on Thursday night, unless I'm in Cozumel with my missus, and there's a mariachi band. Are, are there kids and, there because you're at Disney World, though? N- no, no. So we're in Cozumel. So, Yeah. But Disney World is out. You don't take we the children to Disney World. Talking. We already established it. You go without the children. It's so much more fun without the children. I, I, well, I thought you were talking about Cozumel in Epcot. It could be. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the countries. <laughs> one of the 12 countries in Epcot. Co- <laughs> you realize the country is actually Mexico, right? I do. I do. Okay. I, I'm, I I'm saying that. Look, that. Do, do you see my quote? My air quotes there? I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. I'm sorry. So. Let's, let's get back to the agenda. Yeah, so Michael, your favorite and least favorite beers of the day. Honestly, I mean, it, it was tough for me. Um, I would probably, I think my favorite was the Baba yesterday. And then my like close second would have been um, the Urban South. Oh, Houston Homer over here. Uh, yeah, uh. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. But I mean, I think the, the thing for me, like with the fruited sours is I like them to be sour so i mean the the more the more sour i think the the more i enjoy it so i i would give the the lead to the yesterday baba and then the close second to the urban south and then you want least favorite 
Least favorite. Least favorite would have to go to the marshmallow. Hydrohawk. Um, yeah. <laughs> not bad, just not not what I think of when I think of a fruited sour. So is that was that your favorite, Adam? Oh yeah. <laughs> what was your least favorite? The unicorn juice, I think, was my least favorite. Least favorite. Yeah. That was yeah, the closest to the Skittles the or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The lifesaver beer. Yeah, lifesaver. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. And Larry. Favorite and least favorite. Favorite, I would have to go with the Urban South. Would be my favorite. Uh, the pineapple, it wasn't so overbearing. That like the smell wasn't so overbearing. The taste wasn't so overbearing. Least favorite would be the uh, marshmallow. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It, but but at the, at the end of the day, I don't think I would drink any of them. To be to be quite honest with you, uh, it's just be like. I mean, I drank them, but I wouldn't choose them so How Drew and I that? have converted no one through this no, experiment well, well thanks for humoring us on this yeah. episode tonight so I gotta agree with at least the majority of this room that that Hydra Hawk was a marshmallow bomb and I was not signed bomb that my favorite it was neck and neck between the Baba yesterday and Brains by Drecker and I, I did a side by side and it still was really hard and I actually went with Brains because that vanilla kick, you know me and that vanilla, <laughs> just a little sweetness right there. I loved it. So both of those beers were fantastic, by the way. I, you just wait for my untapped ratings on this. Oh, boy. <laughs> Adam's Here, we go. Nah. Here we go. Here we go. Adam's going to label all the untapped like negative 10 just to counteract all of Drew's ratings, but that's okay. And I'm feeling super energized from all this fruit energy. Oh, yeah. All this, all this, this all gut this. health that yeah. I've got. I got an gut insulin health. injection waiting for you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, insulin. Bug. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right, folks. This has been a really fun episode. I want to thank Larry and Michael for bringing it home. Dad style. Thanks to y'all for coming on. Absolutely. Appreciate Anytime. it. Yep. We had an amazing fruited sour episode tonight. I'm just giddy with the. Uh, Fruity, sugary goodness. <laughs> so that's that's a wrap tonight. Adam, you want to take us home? I have one closing thought. If you are a fruited sour lover and you are trying to convert two of your friends who are not into fruited sours, the absolute worst way to convert them is to bring them together to try six different... <laughs> intense fruited sours at once <laughs> because if there's anything that you do with fruited sours is you don't drink them in bulk and so there's no worse way to convert people than to put six different fruited sours in front of them for the first time all at once yep. that's a wrap see y'all see y'all next time <laughs> oh. I kind of want to mix these. This has been a Beering Ain't Easy production out of Houston, Texas. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook or at our website at crossthestreamsmedia.com where you can find our podcast and all the other great sister podcasts on our network. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.